Yo, what's up? This is Ricky Singh from Backtrack, and you're listening to Into the Combine Podcast. Hey, welcome back, listeners. This is another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. Should we go into the metal news first? Let's do the news first. All right, man. Uh, news, a couple of the bigger things. Uh, the one that pissed me off the most, I think you guys, we talked, we, we sent a text about this one, was all Nails. all everywhere, yeah. Yeah, Nails going on hi- hiatus and canceling their tour. Yeah, that's so weird, especially like the, the album just came out. Like, what the Dude, what the it's hell? been, yeah, it's been not even, I don't even think it's been a month. Uh, no, since that's I was been out. Say like two weeks or some shit. Yeah, and they're already on hiatus. I, and, and it's crazy too because that album for them has has given them so much attention. It's on like major sites, like not, not even like off some of the straight metal sites. You'll see it on like noisy or like uh, you know some stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah. Just everywhere. And it's like they just throw in the towel like that. It's a bit of a big it's topic on. Very... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's very, very weird and very strange. Like, we're going to find out something, like, fucked happened or something. <laughs> you know, though. It happened, like, a little bit before, like, that they couldn't have done anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, the album was a, was going to come out regardless. Oh. I bet you whatever happened, happened a couple weeks ago. You're saying or, they probably wanted me. to let it at least drop. And well, I, yeah. You know, though, dude, I, I, I might disagree with you because... I read an, an interview with Todd Jones, the, the vocalist and songwriter and everything, and, uh, and Decibel. And basically, he had said they almost broke up after they signed with Nuclear Blast when they were recording this album. They had, they had just gotten in the studio, and he said he, he was about, he emailed his manager saying, I'll pay Nuclear Blast back the 5000 we've spent already on recording, and we're done. And then his manager, I, I forget what the reason was, uh, and the manager talked him down and, and basically, you know, pumped him back up i forget what the reason is go check out the the interview for details on that i'm sure that's online somewhere but so i don't know man i think that's just kind of how they are they burn bright and fast you know what i mean like it's like their yeah. album dude it's like you know 20 minutes they're just in your face they're raw they're the real deal no fucks given kind of band and i just feel like that's the kind of band that's gonna also just break up and be done oh yeah i mean it's fucked man if they're gonna go out though it's a good album to go out on like, you're right. That's true. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, we've got Opeth. They just put out a new song. You guys check that one out? I did not. No, I no. did not. Not I really. They, uh, who, they, did they just announce some tour or something or a festival that they're playing at? Yeah, well, yeah. there's been a lot of that coming up, I think, uh, announcements from them because they got the new album, uh, Sorceress, coming out. That's true. I, yeah, we did talk about that. And um, I wasn't very excited about it just because, you know, Heritage and, and Pale Communion or whatever. I liked them both, you know, but I didn't really listen to them all that much. Wait, is it hard again? No. Well, here's the thing. The instruments are actually pretty damn heavy. Yeah. But, I mean, the vocals are still, you know, clean okay, clean okay. vocals. Do you guys want to yeah. hear it? Do you guys want to hear a clip of it? Uh, yeah, I guess. Here, here. I'll play just a part of the heavy part right here. You twisted my arm. <laughs>
It's actually uh, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, dude, that's pretty chuggy. Yeah. Kind of sludgy, yeah. kind of... I'm all right with that, because, I mean, the other ones, they kind of just went light all around, kind of, you know? Yeah. You know, mellower guitars, and I'm I'm all right with it just singing with heavy shit under it. Oh, I, agree. I totally agree. I mean, I would love to hear some death metal growls in there. Yeah. But I can I can handle this. I mean, this, at least, it's still more in the metal realm. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I liked what I heard, and I'm very looking forward to hearing... You know, it's not... I don't... I don't want to seem like I hate clean singing because, you know, like, I mean, I was a fan of that Hawkins CD and that was all clean. And there's some other shit that's come out that's been clean. Oh, yeah. But it's just, you know, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily just the clean singing. It was the whole demeanor of it not sounding like Opeth to me. Yeah, it was but a huge change. That sounds like Opeth. So I, I, I know, man, because it's like you don't want to sound like there's some douchebag that's like, oh, clean vocals and I'm not listening to them yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the case. It's just, and you know what? To be honest, I do really, Pale Communion was really good. Heritage was just not that great overall. Pale Communion, if you like Prague, it's actually, I think it's actually really good. It's just, like we said, it's just, you know, man, it's hard See, to. See, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to listen to that because, yeah, I mean, Heritage kind of just, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say ruined it, but like, I don't, I haven't. I mean, I only listened to half of that CD and was like, eh. I agree with you. It, it turned me off. Yeah. Oh, and I sure. just never even gave Pale Communion a chance. It's, but. it's, it's, it, they took the whole prog thing, but they actually did it really well. You know what I mean? So if you go into yeah. it thinking like, oh, I want to check out a prog album, then you'll probably like it. If you go into it thinking you want to hear Blackwater Park, you're going to be pissed off still. Yeah. Whereas this one, if this one would have came out after Watershed or something, fans maybe wouldn't have been so pissed off about it. Yeah. It's actually kind of interesting. Like, do you guys think they're going this route because he's feeling some heavy riffs? Or is it maybe like, maybe he actually heard all the complaints? Mm, it's I don't a, know, man. That's, that's hard to say because I feel like he just did whatever the fuck he wanted to anyway. You know, I think it's, I honestly think it's kind of both. He's probably... He's probably feeling the heavy side of stuff, but also at the same time, he's hearing these complaints, but he's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to make heavy music, but I'm still going to sing the way I want. Or, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, go ahead. Because musically, the CDs were still good. It was just not what we were, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just stepped out of the box for a little bit. Yeah. It's not like they were producing garbage or they completely went, you know, 180 and started doing country or something. Like, right. it just wasn't what we were used to i guess saying i think i'm with you so, you know like uh he, michael just pretty much does what he wants mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to think that he would just listen to the fans and say well if that's what they want i'm gonna go back to it because that's not that's not him you know all what I mean? of us out here got to respect that like he can do what he wants he's earned that right so hey yeah and i do respect that though because every band they you know you got so many personalities in every band, and they're all going to have different influences. So, you know, that's why they start sound projects, but or side projects. Mm-hmm. But Michael's just saying, hey, maybe you guys are all feeling this. Let's just all do it. Who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, yeah I like it. But anyways, I'm so I'm pumped on this album. I think if it's all like this, if they've got heavier parts in it mixed with the prog, I'll be all about it. So check that one out. That one's called Sorceress. It's off the album Sorceress. And uh, that one's going to be on Nuclear Blast coming out September 30th. Nice. And then um, another new song from Dillinger Escape Plan. That uh, That's their first one they just released. What's the name of it? Uh, Limerent Death. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Did you check that one out? Well, uh, I'm actually a proud new owner of a new Chevy Cruze, so I have <laughs> uh, liquid metal for... Uh, Oh, nice. I have Sirius XM for three months, and uh, it's been played a lot, and I'm really digging it, actually. Really? Oh, okay. See, I listened to it one time. 
I thought it was really good. So you so you've heard it a few times mm-hmm. and it's sitting pretty good. You know, and I do like Dillinger. I really respect Dillinger, but it's not my go-to band to listen to and I'm just every time it pops on, you know, it's good shit. I like that song. Nice. So yeah, check that one out. Um I I'm pumped for it. They kind of came out of nowhere with this album coming out. They didn't really talk about it a whole yeah. lot, but dude, I mean every I'm pumped for any Dillinger album coming out. This was a funny one. I don't know if you guys saw this on Facebook or not. We've talked about Down to Nothing on our Hardcore special episode. Mm-hmm. They've got members of, I think, from Terror, um, maybe H2O. I forget, all over the board with them, with their with the members in that band. But super good hardcore band. There was this thing, their local news, local town, the news station, did some special on the Down to Nothing drummer also being an ER doctor. It was so funny. Like... They go and interview him, like, in the hospital and everything. It's like, yeah. So they show him doing clips of, uh, you know, surgery, and then they show him rocking out, like, in their music video for Life on the James. It's so funny. That's really wow. awesome, actually. It's really cool. Daniel Spector's his name, and uh, I don't know why, like, I don't know how that happened, but it was called, yeah. like, Do- Doctor by Day, Rocker by Night, and it's just <laughs> some random hardcore band down to nothing, you know? Richmond is famous around the world for its heavy music scene. I know you know that. One of its best known is the straight-edge hardcore punk band Down to Nothing. Mark Holmberg has been following the band for more than 20 years, and tonight he tells us about the double life of the band's drummer, who is also an emergency room doctor. Okay, is your neck hurting you? Meet Dr. Daniel Spector here at Chippenham Medical Center. He grew up in South Richmond. I think I, I picked emergency medicine out of all the medical specialties because you do get that adrenaline rush. The good doctor is also the longtime drummer and co-founder of Down to Nothing, a Richmond hardcore punk band famous around the world. And keep them there, uh, up towards the ceiling, and just close your eyes. Sorry, <laughs> just right there. Hardcore punk is about physical release, sort of the musical equivalent of a primal scream. <laughs> Anyways, um, Shoddy, what was the news item that you were talking about? Oh, it was just that the Parkway announced their North American tour yesterday. Another one? So, uh, what do you mean another one? Well, just like I mean, the, the United States tour. Oh, okay. But it's not the like Iyer tour, though. No, it's the one with We Came as Romans okay. and Counterparts, I believe. They've been touring nonstop, man. Yeah, they have been. We've seen them, what, the end of last year? That's kind of rare. You yeah, know, we always talked about Parkway. They, every two years they come here. You know, we got mm-hmm. pissed, but now they're coming back again. That's awesome. Yeah, man, that seems really fast for them, like coming from Australia. And and I, I, when they came here before, I know they were still touring the U.K., and like they went all over right after Iyer came out. Yeah. So that's pretty fast for them to come back. But even like the Atlas tour, like right after that, it was just it was pretty much overseas. And, you know, you just wait and wait and wait for them. But would, yeah. you, would you go if they were coming through? I know you've kind of been I, a little pissed off about Parkway. I'll be honest. I don't know that I would go. Just so I don't. I don't know. I don't really like the bill too much. And then to top it off, like the way that Parkway's been trending for me lately, it just, I don't know. I've seen the set that they're playing. I don't know. I've been on setlist.fm the past couple of days. Like, you know. Yeah. And I looked at their last, I mean, the last set that they played, I've seen all those songs before. Whether or not it was all in one concert, maybe, you know, up to question. But I've, you know what I'm saying? It's just what what's new. I, it's not, I I see what you're saying, but 
every single time you go, it just it pulls you back in. I would in a heartbeat go again. But that's the thing, though, is maybe if I if I was home with you know with friends and whatnot, I would go for sure. But being out here by myself, I get I that. Wouldn't yeah. Go, yeah. So speaking no, of I that, just, any uh, I know one of our listeners already said you know let's hook up for a show. Anybody else out in Georgia, help a guy out, help a metalhead out. Shotty's got no one to go to these shows <laughs> with, man. I feel bad for her. For our buddy. Hey, but same with Detroit. Oh. I'm getting pretty sick of Jason, so if you guys want to hook me up. <laughs> Actually, yeah, if anybody wants to go with me to a show, I'm, I'm free. Any metal show coming up. Hey, we always like to meet you guys. It doesn't matter if we're all around the world. Just come say hi to us and, you know, message us No, but us that before. wasn't supposed to be like a, uh, you know, a violin song. I was just saying that, like, a night out with friends, I'll go see Parkway and, you know, get a little bit of drunk. But if I'm trying to see, it's just, it's Don't, like seeing I, the same movie over again. Like, I... This guy's I don't know, I tough. guess, how he's else been, to explain it. Like, he's been sending us pictures in. crying at home. He's got nothing going on. He's got <laughs> acting all tough now, but... Just oh, you butcher! <laughs> he said he stopped listening to metal. He started listening to emo. Whoa, how whoa, whoa, dare... Whoa. What did you text me about? Oh, Dashboard yeah. Confessional and... That new Panic at the Disco <laughs> song. <laughs> this guy's changing, so if someone's down there, help him out. We, you butcher! We need, we need our host back. <laughs> Anyways, um... We got an interview with Ricky, the guitarist from Backtrack, and Ricky also is the co-owner of Flat Spot Records. Yep. And um, yeah, they've got quite a few good releases on there. So I thought, you know, have him come on, talk about what's going on with Backtrack, talk about the band a little bit, and then kind of let him tell us about some of the releases that they put out this year. You know, and plus, I think this guy kind of pays attention to the scene. So he just let him tell us like some good hardcore releases from this year as well. Just because, you know, we've we've been you have been talking about it a lot, but hardcore is one of those things that's kind of hard to find yeah. out about all the new releases. We need to talk about it a little bit more. Right. Well, yeah, honestly, man, a lot of the metal sites neglect it. You know, you've got Lamb Goat. They get into it a little bit, but it's, it's some of that stuff. It's just it's a little more underground. So I thought he could come on, and I've been listening to a lot of new shit from their label. You know, so I think he can really uh, give us some some tips on what bands we should be checking out this year and just overall. So should be good.
to start off, um, you know, I know most most of our listeners and most people probably know you um, as a guitarist from Backtrack, but um, I know you're involved with some other stuff. Can you kind of just give a rundown of what else you have going on? Uh, yeah, I play in a band called Manipulate. Also, I I've also helped run Flat Spot Records along with uh, the the other dude involved, whose name is Shay, and I do a zine called Moment of Truth also sometimes, and uh, that's that's some of the stuff I have going on. Okay, so with Backtrack, you know, the last we kind of had from you guys was Lost in Life back in 2014. What have you guys been doing since then? I know, I know, definitely touring. Yeah, I mean, uh, once Lost in Life came out, we toured really, really, really hard, and we did it like kind of internationally too. We were able to do like Australia and Southeast Asia and China and stuff. And we did Europe a couple of times. We actually just got back from Europe. We were there last month. And um, right now, basically, we're writing or doing pre-production for a new LP. We've been writing a bunch the past year and a half. Even right, right after Lost in Life came out, we were already starting to write. So we have like probably a total of like 25 demos that you know we've been working on. And now it's just kind of rearranging the songs and starting to get lyrics written and, you know, then we're going to do some more demos and, and really like figure out what songs we want on the record and that's yeah, take it from there pretty much. Okay, so do you guys know when you'll be hitting the studio to actually record those then or is that just kind of up in the air? Yeah, it's up in the air because we just, we were approaching it in a completely like no limitations, no, you know, deadline type, type of, you know, feeling towards it. So we don't want to like, set a deadline for us and kind of end up rushing things that's the last thing we really want to do for this record so it's super relaxed and uh just organic let let things flow the way that you know they they should so so did you guys go into this one with any kind of uh, you know goals or things in mind that you wanted to maybe do different improve on or, or you know how you wanted the album to sound or are you guys just kind of seeing what comes out of writing uh yeah i mean it's with every LP that you put out, you know, you learn something from the last LP or you're, you're just always learning. It's like, you know, somebody writes music and, and listens to music. So there's definitely stuff that will be a little bit different, but I don't think it's going to veer too far from like, you know, the formula that we've always had. We just want our songs to be, you know, there, I think some of the, there'll be some shorter songs on this record. Some of the songs will be heavier. Um, Besides that, I, I couldn't say that it's like you know going to be like a, a life changing record. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be a, a great hardcore record, and that's what I want, and that's what everybody in the band wants to put out. So right, right on. No, yeah, I mean, because you guys definitely do that more of a, you know, I guess I would say more of that traditional New York hardcore, but yet, um, in my opinion, you know, you add a little bit something different, and, and it and it sounds very fresh. Um, but is that you know, so is that a sound you guys just kind of are comfortable sticking with, or is that something that you ever want to? you know, progress out of, or, or how do you guys approach that? I think what you, what you like just detailed is kind of what we've always been going for. We want to stay true to the roots of New York hardcore music, but still have like a modern twist on it and, and kind of let all of our personalities and influences shine through the music. And I think with the records that we put out, we, we were able to accomplish that. You know, there's, there's always, you know, I'm always welcome to, do like different different ideas I, I like stepping out of the box sometimes you know it's just a matter of like making sure everybody's comfortable with that and and kind of like how deep you step out of the box and i don't think we've ever done stuff where it's like we listen back on it and it's like oh this is like completely not us you know i think everything we've written up to date is like you know 
it sounds like a backtrack song, you know, but I think moving forward, we're going to continue doing the same formula, but still, you know, we're still going to have different ideas coming in here and there and, and that. So I wouldn't say, uh, it's going to step too far out the box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. man. So, I mean, do you like, I always think about that, you know, just with different hardcore bands, just because I feel like it's maybe one of the genres where you can really get hit hard. If you try something different, you know, um, I don't know, maybe for example, like the Cruel Hands CD that came out a little bit ago, they really threw in some pop punk elements and, and things like that. And you'll get your hardcore fan, you know, your really hardcore fans that maybe will turn their back, you know, on a band that does that. So do you guys ever feel like, you know, we shouldn't do that kind of stuff? Or would you take those kind of changes or risks, you know, if you felt like you wanted to? Um, well, what do you mean, like, in in a way of, like, doing singing or, like, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, not even limited to that, but, I, you know, um, anything that would kind of stretch you outside of, I guess, a very specific hardcore band, like, would you guys ever be comfortable with something like that? Or is that just, like, you know, not your aim, so you're just, you don't even want to go there? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it'll ever come to a point where we'll be doing stuff like that, but, you know, who knows? You know, there, there's a song on the last LP where we have somebody singing in the background kind of and like you know nobody would really notice it unless you really listened in but i wouldn't say we're not going to change you know our main formula and our main focus which is putting out a great hardcore record and that's really what's important to us for a band like cool hand that i love and i've always been a big fan of I've, and i've you know I, I support their new record and i love their last lp that they put out i think they can do stuff like that and i, I think that they've always wanted to like step out of the box a bit like with every record it's been more and more and i fully support chris like doing you know having singing parts i feel like he should they should even go further into that and like go all out i think as long as you're making music that you love and and you you feel passionate about it doesn't matter what you know somebody really thinks about it as long as you love it you know and if if people are turning their backs on your band or or you know talking shit on your music they're, they're talking, you know what I mean? And that's one part of it. But at the same time, the, the main focus is to be happy and put out music you love. So I think that Cool Hands is definitely accomplishing that because, you know, I saw Chris recently and he, and he seemed really excited and he showed me some of the new record. and I love it. So Yeah, right, no, right on. And, and, you know, like, and that's totally how I, I mean, I feel too because I love old Cruel Hand. I love the new one. You know, I like when bands try new things. But then again, you know, what I like about Backtrack is definitely, as far as the last two albums, I'd be I'd be obviously very stoked if that was a similar sound going forward, you know? Uh, I just think there's certain bands that it's cool when you just kind of, you kind of know what you're going to get as far as maybe they're not straying too much because they do it so well. But then I also think it's cool when a band tries something new. So I was just curious, you know, your, your opinion on that, so... Yeah, of course. I mean, there's no there's no limitations on what we'll do. You know, I, I don't ever want to set boundaries and barriers for us. Like, I want us to do whatever the fuck we feel is is right. You know, so oh, yeah. if something feels right. If something feels right to us at the time, we'll do it. You know, so right. Kind of how I look. Right, right. Yeah. So okay. So new album. You got. You know, we can probably expect something's gonna be kick ass, similar to, to Lost in Life, but maybe um a little a little changing some things up here and there. Yeah, I think I think it'll definitely be different than Lost in Life. I think we were there was a lot of elements of Lost in Life that were more out of the box than we've ever done. But I think we we kind of just want to do a very organic hardcore record that you know hits hard and it's like you know there's no filler you know that's going to be on this one and we're going to make sure of that. So 
Right. So how do you guys how do you guys go about writing then? Is that something like you know you do someone brings riffs to the table, or do you guys just get in a room and start you know jamming stuff out? For the past, like I guess for every LP at this point now, it's been a lot of writing. We kind of write on the computer, to be honest. There's a lot of that where it's like we'll do some demos on the computer and send it back and forth. Our singer lives in California now, and the rest of the band is based in New York. Our, our new drummer is based in Jersey, so it's kind of like we. To be honest, we don't really practice ever except like before shows. So, but we write together. Like I'll have some of the guys in the band come over and we'll write songs like that, and we'll demo them out at the same exact time, just so we can we can kind of grasp them and, and then continue listening to them for like a month or two and and like start thinking of changes and stuff. But and even like when we've been on tour in Europe and like you know we were writing on tour somehow, like you know we'd be. We had a tour bus one t- one of the uh, last year, and it was like Matt Ball's tour bus. But we were able to like set up a little studio in the back of the bus, and we would, you know, after every show, we would go back to the bus, and and we ended up like doing like the three or four demos just like on tour too, which which is cool, just because we were being productive with our time. But it's mainly it's mainly just getting together, me, Chris, and Danny, who are the guitar players of the band, and, and writing like that. And then there's a lot of uh, feedback from. Nick Jett, who's our producer, he plays in Terror and Piece by Piece, and he kind of helps um, guide us, like arranging wise and like and vocally too. He's he's a huge help. So it's a lot of back and forth with him on like ideas and and different things like that. So yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask about that actually, because um, I know you did record with him for the last couple. Um, is, you guys are using him again then for the new LP. He's going to be producing this record. He he produced, engineered, and mixed the last LPs. But uh, this one he's going to produce. We're not sure where we're going to record or mix, but there's some ideas that we have in our head, and, and we're going to figure it out. I just kind of want him – I just want it to be, like, really focused for him, which he, he's a very focused dude. So if he's, like, just doing one part of it, I, I think that would be, you know, a better scenario instead of, like, having to deal with engineering and mixing and this and that, you know what I mean? So Right, yeah. I mean, does he give you guys a lot of input then, like, when you, as far as, the, you know, arranging songs or the album goes? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, he was just here in New York, and we we were basically starting pre-production, and and we did around like five. We worked on like five or six songs, and basically we were just re- restructuring or re- yeah, just restructuring the songs and kind of like figuring out like what will be the best way for this song to be executed or how how to you know make this part hit harder or this you know have this verse doubled or this that the other thing. So. Um, it's great working with him because he looks at the songs from like, he doesn't look at like, all right, this is a cool part. This is a cool part. Let's just mash everything together. But he kind of looks at it like what's going to make this a great song and what's, what songs are going to help make like a great LP and a great body of work instead of like, well, this song's kind of cool. This song's fast. This song's slow. There's too many fast songs. You know, like it's just the end goal is putting out a great LP, a great body of work. And he's super helpful. He's, he's like the sixth member of Backtrack at this point. You know what I mean? Right. So That's yeah. badass, man. Especially having a dude from Terror being involved in, the, in, in that process. That would be, uh, I think I would definitely be listening to, to advice from him. Yeah, they're, they're such a great band. They're, they're basically, they're, they're, I look at them like big brothers. They've always like, supported us and helped us and we've worked with like all of them in different ways like nick has been you know producing our shit and jordan wrote he jordan wrote a song on our last lp and uh d wood his vocal his vocals are on our you know he, he did guest vocals on the last lp and martin's like helped us with designs 
Scott's always been a huge supporter and has always helped us when he could. So they're they're awesome, and I, I love that band. So yeah. Yeah, man. I remember actually. I feel like I read somewhere a few years back when in an interview with Scott Vogel from Terror, and I remember him definitely repping you guys. You know, asking like what kind of bands are you know, to check out that are still doing hardcore in that traditional sense that are, you know, new. And I do remember him calling you guys a bunch of times just, you know, as, as a band to be watching. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I think is pretty cool coming from a band like Terror. Yeah, absolutely. You know, growing up, we, we are all Terror fans. And I love seeing that band live. It's, it's such like a, such a cool experience, a live experience watching them play. And it's, it's great that, you know, they're still doing their thing and they're still putting out great hardcore music, you know, so. Have you guys gotten a tour with pretty much all the bands you've looked up to at this point, or is there any that you still would like to check off the list? Um, we've toured with a lot of them, yeah. I would love to tour with AF, uh, Agnostic Front. I, I, I don't think we've ever toured with them. We've played shows with them, but never toured, and that's one of the bands that, you know, I, is definitely a big influence on Backtracks music, so I'd love to tour with them one day. Right on. I wanted to ask, too, about uh, you guys have a lot of groove, you know, in your in your sound. And my co-host here on the podcast, he's, I think he threw, he was pissed last time. He just said, thanks to the backtrack for stealing all the good riffs. Just because whenever he goes to write a riff, you know, he just feels like you guys really have laid down so many badass riffs at this point that it's just hard to, to come up with something good, especially because that's just our style, the whole groove part to it. Where does that come from for you? Is that just that New York hardcore style or, or what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where it necessarily comes from. It's just like, that's just the way I write. So it's 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 kind of hard when I'm trying to like write different shit and I'm trying to like expand or, you know, write music for, for other projects and stuff because like I tend to like latch on to like groovy or, you know, bouncy type shit, you know? So... And this record, I kind of like, I, we're still doing that, but there's like stuff that's like kind of not necessarily always like that. And it, it's kind of like, you know, there's faster elements in this record, which I, I'm really excited about too. And there's still a lot of, a lot of like the, the groove New York hardcore shit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's so much cool shit that came out from New York that, you know, was really, that, that, that style was really prominent on you know, like Breakdown, Madball, right? They, they have some of the grooviest, I guess, guitar work you know but a lot of that i feel like you know we're all influenced heavily by those bands so right on a lot of we were talking in our episode we were trying to come up with a list of some of our favorite groove based riffs you know i don't know if you could call out or any any specific song that has like a pretty badass groove riff or anything like that but do you have any favorites uh i don't know like i said like breakdown madball af they all have fucking great parts you know listen to one voice by af one voice yeah, that's that's one of my favorite records that has just like a intense amounts of like bouncy shit going on, and it's it's fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll play. It. We we like to play clips on our you know on our show just to let everybody kind of hear what's going on with it. So we'll play it. We'll play a clip of that for sure. And then yeah, yeah. Want... play uh, Undertow. That's Und- the track right there. Undertow. Sweet. Okay, we'll definitely yeah. play that. Shove it, you got to the top of your head by a thread All the work you've 
it's one of my favorite LPs I've listened to in a, in a while, for sure. And I I don't feel like that statement is like, you know, like me putting out the record, you know, I could say that, oh, all these records are fucking sick. This record is absolutely fucking sick. I, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited for the band. And um, they definitely killed it, you know. I think all the elements and all the, and it was such a fun record to like help put out too because we work, we got to work with a lot of our friends and like, um, the artwork was was done by a close friend of mine, Sam, and the logo was done by a really close friend of mine, Dougie. And you know, it was it was just a cool like experience to watch them like put out an LP and and get together. His first LP is always like a nerve wracking experience, but I think they killed it. You know, so yeah. I'm really excited for that one for sure. I, I kind of want to play a clip for someone uh, for for the listeners. Is there anyone you would suggest, or should we just pick one? There's, I, I straight up love every song on it. I'm not even gonna lie. But the past couple of days, I've been listening to the last track a lot, the Hard Goodbye. Yeah, I think yep, that yep. song. That that one's such a crazy song, and and that's a funny one too. It's like it's. I think it's my favorite song at this point on the record, and it's like I guess they wrote it like last minute in like oh, an wow. hour right be- right before like they started recording or some shit like that. But that's a great one for sure.
yeah, I think that's the one that gets stuck in my head most of the time. That's a, that's a really good one. But yeah, and then, you know, like I said, uh, Suburban Scum, I've been jamming that one a lot. And Manipulate, that I, you know, I, I, that one kind of flew over my head. I didn't, or under my radar, I hadn't heard about that too much. Yeah, also yeah. Lo- love that one too. So um, definitely some cool shit coming out from Flat Spot for sure. Is Thanks, there, man. I appreciate it. You know, because on our podcast, we do, we like to mix it up. We go into all forms of metal, and then we also like to get into hardcore and everything too. Um, any other releases outside of the label that you've been that you've been kind of jamming on that we should just tell people about real quick? Hmm. Um, yeah, I fucking love that new Gojira record. I think it's sick. Hell yeah! It's, it's a heavy ass record. I I kind of am new to the band, so I, I really feel that band though. They're they're great. I was able to see them in France recently, and and I guess that's like where they're from and shit too. And they fucking destroyed it. Nice. Uh, Turnstile put out a new seven inch, or they're putting out a new seven inch this week or some shit. Oh, okay, I, I didn't think. know about that. It turns out they put up two new songs today, and they're great. They're really cool. It reminds me of Bad Brains, and that's my favorite band in the world. So, I, I love it. Scott Vogel actually put out uh, a really cool compilation with a bunch of great bands recently on his new label called My Vibe Records, and the album's called Loud and Clear. And uh, it's a really cool, like old No Warning song that that I, I've been listening to it a bunch lately. It has like it's definitely um, it's from like the Supper Survive LP era, but there's some like super 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 mad ball part on it that's that i just love hearing because it's so out of like it's so out of left field in the song but, but it sounds so cool in it Sweet. um oh yeah those are a couple of things that i've been like feeling the past couple of days awesome man do you uh, do you feel like hardcore kind of gets left out from some of the metal uh publications sometimes because <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of these these things go under the radar for me just because there's a lot of resources as far as just straight up metal goes but some of the hardcore stuff to me it I, I kind of slips under the radar i feel like yeah i mean no it definitely does i think that I think that it's not covered a lot of times and even <clears throat> even like a lot of different websites i'm not going to name you know i'm not going to call certain ones out or whatever but i think that they focus just on metal or they focus on if they talk about hardcore sometimes it'll be like about you know the whole subculture they won't like mm-hmm. you know do a track premiere of this band or this band but you know any any like brand new bullshit metal band they'll kind of cover a lot of times that i've seen so it's it's a little frustrating but at the end of the day it's like well somebody from our world needs to you know start up some shit and really like push it you know me complaining about it is not going to change anything so you know we need to like get off our ass and, and make some moves ourselves you know and and push it ourselves and and make it worthy you know but at the same time it's like do we want to make it worthy enough for them to for them to cover it and then you know it's like because they weren't here before they didn't care about it before but now you know so <laughs> right. it's it's a it's a weird situation, but at the same time, I don't think it gets enough love. But that doesn't really matter to me because you know the people that love it love it, and you don't have to get it. You know, if you get it, you get it. So yeah. No, right on, man. All right, well, dude, thanks for your time. Uh, really, really appreciate you uh, talking to us about this stuff. Absolutely, man. Thanks for um, thanks for having me. Where will you wash 